So um, you're asked to see a 24-year-old uh, man in A&E with a two-day history of shortness of breath and chest tightness. He had asthma as a child, but has not been on any inhalers for many years. The A&E team have treated him for an exacerbation of asthma with 40 milligrams of prednisolone and salbutamol NEBS. Um, and they've asked for your advice about how you'd manage this patient. Okay, so um, I understand asthma uh, has quite a wide spectrum. And so although uh, the A&E team have uh, treated this patient for an acute exacerbation with oral steroids, this would be a patient that I would want to uh, go and see personally myself um, to try and stratify and understand how severe this episode of asthma was. Um, I know that the, the, one of the ways that we can gauge the severity of asthma um, is, well, I guess, objectively using a peak flow uh, meter. So I'd want to speak to this gentleman who's got a known diagnosis of asthma to see if he knows what his um, personal uh, best peak flow is, because I know that if this gentleman has less than 50% of his personal or, or predicted uh, peak flow, then he qualifies as a severe episode of asthma. And if his peak flow was less than 33%, this could potentially be a life-threatening episode of asthma. Um, and if it was uh, reduced uh, in, in like either one of those two, um, I would want to ensure that I had an accurate assessment of this gentleman's um, oxygen saturations. I'd want to do an ABG to ensure this gentleman was not um, hypoxic, but also slipping into uh, hypercapnia. I would also want to objectively assess if I looked like this, if it looked like this gentleman's work of breathing was very high and they were tiring because that would be, uh, again, further red flag features of a, a life-threatening episode of asthma uh, and something which I would then want to discuss with the, uh, my colleagues in, in intensive care um, as this gentleman may require um, intravenous medication, high degree monitoring, um, and potentially also intubation if, if he was becoming, uh, if he was developing type 2 respiratory failure uh, or tiring. Um, if this gentleman had severe asthma, um, then I would want to ensure he was treated with nebulized therapies and start him on a back-to-back -back, um, nebulized uh, salbutamol, uh, plus also um, uh, nebulized uh, ipratropium, and ensure he was given um, well, either further oral uh, steroids, but potentially pro preferably um, intravenous steroids um, uh, for his uh, asthma. Then uh, whilst the patient was on uh, the ward as an inpatient, I would want to ensure that the, the inpatient team uh, whatever level he was cared for, uh, knew what parameters to look for. And that means look at, know what oxygen saturations to be aiming for, know what respiratory rates um, would be worrying uh, to me to keep start a peak flow chart for this gentleman to ensure that the trajectory uh, was appropriate and positive um, and moving forwards. Uh, one, one other thing that I would uh, want to ensure from the outset is to try and identify the cause of this gentleman's deterioration. You said this is the first episode of, you know, the first time he's had to use his inhaler in many years. And it could be that this gentleman's got an infection. So I'd want to ensure he had had blood tests and a chest x-ray but for respiratory causes for that. Um, and also take a, a lifestyle history to see if there are any new allergens or something which was precipitating this acute episode of asthma. Uh, one other thing that I'd want to look for would be uh, what the patient's um, eosinophil count is, because I'm aware that if his count is um, over 0 0.3, then this could be an eosinophilic uh, episode of asthma. Um, so uh, assuming that he had severe or you know, life-threatening asthma, I'd want to ensure he is continued to care 
continually cared for as an inpatient. And then when it comes to the time that he has stabilized and improved, I would probably use a peak flow meter to, to sort of try and gauge when I think this gentleman is ready for discharge. Because I'm aware that once his um, peak flow is uh, above 75% is normal and he's been off nebulizers, then that's the appropriate time to start thinking about um, discharge for this patient. Um, because he's probably been out of the loop and out of any follow-up for a very long period of time, I think before he goes home and once he's stable, it would be a good time to start to think about his um, longer-term inhaler therapy. And I think he certainly should be on some inhaled therapy. And I think for this gentleman, after an episode like this, um, being on regular inhaled corticosteroids and a long-acting beta antagonist is, is, uh, beta agonist is, is useful. Uh, and so probably what I would recommend would be a combined version of these uh, medications. And I'd also recommend he complete his course of uh, steroids um, as well. Longer term, I'd want to ensure he had good inhaler technique. He was known to uh, our local asthma team or whichever asthma team is lo most local to him so that he can be uh, followed up and assessed regularly to ensure his uh, treatment plan is, is, is optimized. Um, uh, and, and yeah, there's a clear plan going forwards.